So we're back live with uh, David and Rebecca Zach and Art Resin, and we're going to find out maybe a little bit more about their philosophy and how they've driven their business. And uh, maybe we're going to talk a little bit about business models. I think we ended our last conversation talking about the boardroom uh, versus, can I say versus the bedroom or the boardroom and the bedroom? We don't have to go there, of course, but maybe we could. <laughs> certainly sounds kind of fun to me. Doesn't um, it? It does, yeah. Uh, maybe a little uh, troubling, actually. I think maybe, yeah. maybe that is, maybe that is the work-life balance question that we need to address here right now. It's yeah. troubling if some one part of the party says it's a problem. <laughs> yes, probably true. If yes. people are, you know, okay with it, then there's no problem. <laughs> so, you know, let's talk about that a little bit, about that work-life balance. But yeah. I, I want to talk about your, um, your logo as well in a few yeah. minutes. But let's come back to that in a second. And maybe that'll blend right in. But tell me about the work-life balance. Because, mm. you know, if you have family... You go out for dinner, as you mentioned in our last interview, that, you know, we can't talk about art resin all night. Mm -hmm. And then you find out that maybe you do talk about art resin. And you miss the film. You miss going to the movie because you, you were chatting too much about some mm -hmm. problem that you got to sort out. Yeah. The, the truth is, like, you know, I was saying earlier in the part one, it's uh, work's not really, work doesn't feel like work in the same way anymore. Um, it doesn't feel like a thing we have to do or a place we have to go to and stuff that we're obliged to do. It just feels like part of our life. And so, you know, if you're talking about work-life balance, if, if your work is your life in a good way, then it's not really a problem. Yeah, and, and having kids was the best thing that ever happened to me as a workaholic. Mm -hmm. I love it that I can't work evenings. She creates a work-life balance oh, it's the best, in, yeah. in a really good way. So, so there is a way you do shut down then? We do, well, because of her, yeah. I, I, we probably wouldn't if we didn't have Zoe, our little girl, and we got another boy on the way, so we're... Congratulations. Part of, our, part of our business model is to, and the next step in the business model is making sure that the business can kind of sustain itself. So the four-hour work week idea, um, if Rebecca isn't, you know, able to do too much, and I'm not either, the business has got to run. Yeah, the sales, it's an online business. It's not like we hang a sign outside the right. back door, say open or close. It's, right. it's always... Oh, sorry, we just had a baby. <laughs> yeah, like we still need to make a, a good income even though... We're about to have an infant, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, the four-hour work week, the whole premise is about automation. So set up an online business and automate as much as possible mm -hmm. so that the sale, like, for example, when we made YouTube videos way back in the day, 2008, we still make money off of those videos, right? Right. right. So it's, it's the idea of... Um, well, it's the idea of making money while you sleep yeah, in some yeah. and respects, residual right? Income. Every time your head hits the pillow, mm -hmm. you want another transaction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yep. so you, um, yeah, so residual income, make, do the work once and, right. and continue to make money off of that forever, <laughs> mm -hmm. ideally. Um, and then you just have to have systems in place to make sure that those orders go out and the customer service is falling into place and people are mm -hmm. getting everything they, they need out of it. And So it's not really about uh, working less and liking it more. It's about putting process. Uh, processes in place and, mm. and, and then liking the work more in a sense. So Tim, Tim yeah. Ferriss says, got to be four hours. It's not a four hour work week. Come on. I mean, who well, works four hours? You're, well, kind, of, you're kind of working towards that. Yeah. Maybe right. the king of Saudi Arabia maybe works four hours a week. I don't well, know. Well, that's what I meant about it being a little bit outdated. Like in the four hour work week, he talks about, you know, for example, batching orders. So you receive orders uh, all week until Thursday, and then on Thursday, you fill your orders. So that might take four hours, you see. 
nobody really will put up with that anymore <laughs> in right. 2016 right. in this world of uh, online e-commerce. People want things well, to be shipped out the same day yeah. as much as possible. That's what we try to promise. So that means that we, we're shipping every single day and we're making labels every single day. Yeah, but that that's all automated or is getting automated. And the whole idea of the four-hour work week, that title, I mean, he might argue that it, that you can make a business operate only four hours, but he's not working only four hours. Yeah. I mean, he's long past that business, but he's he you create you go through this whole big cycle of, of automating things, and then hopefully there's a cash cow at the end where you you really actually only have to do what feels like four hours of work to you know survive, and the rest is just you're free almost. It's it makes you, it makes me it almost makes me think of the idea is that only four hours of your week is going to feel like work. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you still might put in forty, fifty, or sixty hours, but sure. it's a different kind of a thing. It's like you oh, said, yeah. Yuri. You know, uh, in, in our first interview, you talked about the idea of uh, uh, you're still creating, but creating freedom. Yeah. And it's freedom in a different way because it's not about the laziness. It's not about sitting on the couch and watching. Netflix all day. That's not mm-hmm. what we're talking about here. Or drinking fruity drinks right. on the beach. It's about working hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's still a lot of sweat equity in mm-hmm. this, right? Mm-hmm. But it's that, like you said, there's, mm-hmm. um, it's it doesn't what you said. It doesn't feel like work anymore. No. Is is that the definition of sort of uh, work life balance? Maybe. In my opinion, yes. Yeah. I, I don't want to sit around doing nothing. I want to. I want to mm-hmm. see progress in my life. I want to feel like I'm busy, mm-hmm. uh, but I also want to enjoy all of that. Right. Right. Yeah, and I just did some math. So I did 24 hours in day times seven days a week. So we have 168 hours a week, and I would work 168 hours a week if all I was doing was painting. Right. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that, that's work, but I'd do it my whole nonstop. Every well, day I think we've been. Don't you think, as artists, that we've been kind of lied to in a way? We've been told that this is work and this isn't, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And this is what you get paid to do, and this is what you do for your, on yeah. your free time and so on. Yeah, stop fooling around and get a job. That's right, get a real job. Yeah, yeah it's so sad. It, it's so sad. Well, so much pursue it, right? And, mm-hmm. Well, it's about it's about sort of I guess. Well, I mean, what what's great about you guys is you've you've uh, unpacked your passion. It seems to me mm-hmm. in a way that looks like it's going to become pretty tangible. You know, going forward, how long has the business been running? I mean, it's been running for quite a while, I suppose. But well, you guys yeah. really committed only recently, didn't you? Yeah, technically, it's been we, you know, we, we uh, registered the business back in two thousand nine after we had made those first videos in two thousand eight, and we realized, hey, this is actually going to bring a little bit of income. Um, and then we, it took a long time to get that formula that we were after. So we had it ready in March of twenty fifteen. So we really, you know, that's when we went full time. And we've really been in business since then. So, um, and then of course, like when you put all your time into something, that's when we've really seen the growth too. And it's a better product, from you know, fundamentally. So, mm-hmm. that also contributes a lot to the sales. Is formula the right word? Is it a fair word? Because yeah. isn't the formula changing all the time for you guys? Would uh-huh. you say with the or not so much? It's, or is it it's improving if we find improving. Yeah, that's better. If way we to find, look at it. yeah, if we find like you know an additive that's more pure. Oh, I don't mean necessarily the formula for the art resin, oh, but okay. the formula, the business model. Oh, well, the way I, was form, I was talking about the actual chemical formulation. Ch- chemical okay. itself. But, but right. on the business model... Um, it's a great metaphor. Yeah, it's a perfect metaphor. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, the business model formula isn't changing. If anything, you get excited about other ideas or other markets, and you add on a new business model, and then you catch yourself and you have to go back to the plan. There's only one right. 
really business model. What about the? Tell me about the logo. Okay, I want to. I want to hear yeah. more about the genesis of the logo for our resume. Uh, there's a heart there, so uh, mm-hmm. I've got ideas. But tell tell me what actually happened. So you know, this goes back years and years back. Um, probably four or five years ago, we were sitting in a Williams. We used to have dedicated. This is before we were full time, right? So we used to have dedicated once a week business meetings, Dave and I. Oh, and, okay. And we'd go out to Williams and we'd get like a fancy drink. <laughs> and sit there with uh, a book and markers and pens and just doodle and say like what you know art resin's not a brand yet how do we like what do you what does a brand look like how do you identify a brand we knew we had artresin.com but what did that mean what did that what was that all about what was this company going to represent and i said um i remember saying i'm always attracted to brands that align themselves with love hmm. love and happiness Hmm. Um, if you think about any of the, like, look in the grocery store, um, there's a brand called Happy Planet that comes to mind. I like that brand because I like mm-hmm. happiness. <laughs> right. I love child. Love child uh, baby food. I've always been attracted to that line of baby food because I like the name so much. And, you know, we're just human. Of course, we like love and happiness. This is what we're, we're, Mm-hmm. Know, drawn to as humans so um i was trying to align our brand with love and hmm. in doodling came up with uh this little heart that has sort of a looks like a drop like a raindrop in the center of the heart mm-hmm. all connected with one line and that was it art resin and the the tagline is spread the love so nice. <laughs> kind of a double entendre thing going on. But I think we also liked it because we are our target market as artists ourselves. Part of us as artists is we try and, you know, make the world a better place and you know lovey, touchy feely, hippie stuff. <laughs> but that's who we are and so I like to all everything that we create, we just try and create stuff that we like because there's a market out there that's just like us. And fundamentally I think that the act of creating anything is an act of love, right? It's, it's a part mm-hmm. of you. And when you're creating something, you're not destroying something. And not being not being embarrassed to just spend time making art and make something beautiful. Like, you know, I think that in our Western culture, you can be so, um, you, you want to spend time on only the important things. Well, yeah. Why yeah. isn't beauty, like, so important on the top of our list? Making things beautiful and just enjoy I, inter- I interviewed a filmmaker recently. Uh, about a film called Best and Beautiful Things about a young woman uh, by the name of Michelle Smith who's fascinating, interesting story. And the whole project started with him wondering how beauty was defined, the word beauty, mm-hmm. and uh, ended up at a school for the blind mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then goes on to tell the story that he met the most beautiful young woman he'd ever met and he met holistically, you mm-hmm. know, her ideas, her philosophy, mm-hmm. her thinking, and so on. Mm-hmm. And it's really quite a remarkable thing. I mean, talk about talk about the act of creation and an act of love, right? I mean, it does sound kind of hippie-ish, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of corny, but a pretty cool philosophy to build a business on, it seems to me. Who's more, who's the more, uh, who's uh, the businessman versus the businesswoman in the relationship? What do you mean by that? I don't know. Are you, are you mm-hmm. uh, packing boxes and David's out back painting his next piece? <laughs> hey, get in here, will you? We need more duct tape or whatever it's called, packing tape. Uh, I bet you have pack boxes. Yeah. I do, yeah, no, I, but but that's in my opinion like an active one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, you know, filling boxes, stuff like that. Uh, I don't know. We both do. Yeah, we both do everything. I mean, 
We're about to do everything really. Yeah. One other thing about the logo is if you turn it upside down, it's exactly the Airbnb logo. But we didn't know that. But we did it first. Yeah, we did. First. <laughs> we did do it first. Don't nice. go look at Airbnb and look at the Airbnb. Have you had any cease and desist letters of late? No, no, no. Like, <laughs> Airbnb, yeah, like Airbnb. And but we did that sure before like we ever some... knew what Airbnb was, mm. which is pretty funny. But anyway. So typically, it seems to me, artists are not known to be business folk. That's what everyone says. Yeah, I think. I think. Yeah. I think they just undervalue themselves. A lot of artists. They just like it feels like so many artists are honored when someone buys their work and sure you should be but to the person who's buying it they probably love it mm-hmm. you know and so there is value and i just think well i can't you know, tell you how many entertainers i've met how many artists i've met who who well maybe not artists so much i mean i guess the entertainers fall into that category as well but the entertainers that are waiting for the knock to come on their door mm-hmm. for somebody to find them mm-hmm. right i want the agent to do uh-huh. all the work for me etc cetera, etc cetera. and you guys are not falling into that category at all Right, mm-hmm. you're creating the work. You're creating a business. So there's, you know, this, uh, you know, it's, it's a nice synth- synthesis. And I'm kind of wondering why you guys seem to have found that formula, and maybe mm-hmm. others haven't. I mean, you kind of talk about the four-hour work week being huge, right? That mm-hmm. that pond, that pebble in the pond, the splash and ripple effect, right? Yeah, I think uh, it's kind of an experiment. It was just mm-hmm. like let's make some videos and see what happens. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think right. we, we started right. out with. One view, right? Yeah, we, right. Just got, we just got lucky a bit too, right? You just work hard and, and just keep moving and try and stay focused and not get distracted with other ideas because it's fun to come up with ideas. But I think um, I think one thing that I, th- I hope people feel about us is that we, we're authentic. Uh, right. You know, um, I remember reading a Disney Adventures magazine when I was a kid. And it was like how to pick what you want to be when you grow up. And mm. there was Charles Schultz the creator of yes, Peanuts. Peanuts. Yep. And he said, um, do what you do what you love and do what you know. Wow. wow. So if you're going to right, Yeah, so if you're gonna if you if you like he said for him, you know, he loved to draw and he had a funny dog. So he made a comic <laughs> about Snoopy and look what happened. And for some reason that always stuck with me. And being a kid who loved the arts and going through school and trying to fill my entire timetable with arts, arts, arts and having right. and having my teacher say you really don't want to do that. Yes. You should be more well-rounded. That's and fighting right. against that yeah. my entire life. Um, Study your mathematics for crying out loud. Yeah, not that there's anything <laughs> wrong with that. And sure, I you know did well in math too, whatever. But um, it wasn't my passion. And uh, and luckily, I had parents who were always supportive and said, do we, do what you love to do because we didn't and we mm. wish we did. And um, the art resin is something that this is who we are. Like It really is. It is such a... a, a an accumulation or a culmination of all the things that we've done in our lives and who we've who we've developed into, I suppose, right? So when we when we uh, go up here on social media or YouTube videos or anything like that, all we want to be is ourselves and um, hope that that resonates and have a product that we actually use and we actually like and we actually back. Then so you don't that, have to sell. You don't have to try and sell it because yeah, we don't you actually like sell. it. Right? Hopefully, we don't come off as salesy because it just is like. It's easy to sell. So that whole believe in your product thing is you're finding that to be absolutely oh, true. Hundred percent. Yeah. I've done products in the past, and you have to sell them because your starting point is like, well, what does the market want, and what's hot right now, and that's you're looking for that for your product instead of saying, like, what do I actually really like? What will I actually really like? And then there's going to be someone else who does. Have you ever, have you ever tried to sell anything else before? Uh, brushes at the door, encyclopedias. Yes. <laughs> Oh, solar panel backpacks. Yeah, solar panel backpacks. We imported shea butter from Africa. What else did we do? 
Um, Books. Anything door Books. anything door to door ever? No, it's all about the internet. Yeah, I had a I had a cousin. You did? Who, no, I didn't. Okay. Heavens no, no. Maybe maybe cookies or something at a time. Yeah. But uh, you know. Vic, yeah, but but no, I but I had a cousin who sold vacuum cleaners Actually. door to door, door to door. Oh. Um, what a I terrible gig. Religion door to door. Oh, is that right? <laughs> eh? Yeah, I heard it's that's a quite. Model. I heard, I don't think it's, it's a broken, broken model, but I've heard it's yeah. quite profitable in some sectors. <laughs> Yeah. Some def- some demographics, exactly. yeah. We made the original how-to art resin something video, and then sure. it's like, oh well, you know, that's only going to work if somebody's searching up resin in general. Right. What if right. somebody's looking up um, how to seal a puzzle, or how to clear coat a photo, or how to do any of these things? The keyword that they're looking for is that application that they right. have in mind. Right. So, right. so then we were doing like you know how-to video for. <laughs> which is basically the same video, but for every kind of application, right? Like we have one about how to art resin a skateboard for that demographic who would never find our videos otherwise. Right. Um, mm-hmm. so it's all about keywords and it's all about, sure. you know. Yeah. All in honor of the four hour work week. Well, uh, you know what? We're at the end of part two and I, I'm looking forward to part three. So thanks. Thanks again for yeah, joining thanks, us today. That's fun.